0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I've got special guest Jason Whitrock on the line. Jason and I did a podcast quite a while ago, so it was nice to kind of bring him back on, refresh us as to what he's got going on in life. He's been going through all kinds of things as it relates to the the virus, you know, taking care of the family, being like Mr. Mom at home, watching the kids, while also trying to build his business on YouTube and fitness and everything. So he's got his hands full. We dive into how he's seen the diets evolve over the years he's been in it for so long he's kind of seen the evolution of the ketogenic diet the keto community the hypes the trends so I was interested in just kind of picking his brain as to what his thoughts have been on all of that so I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation hope you do as well without further ado sit back relax and enjoy the podcast with Jason Woodrock you're live jason what's up brother
1: live what's up my man how are you
0: i'm doing wonderfully wonderfully well i'm this is the second time i've had you on the podcast we've talked several times in between shows and a lot has been happening in yeah. both of our worlds man bring bring us i feel like everybody in the keto space knows of you you've got like you're one of the ogs in the keto youtube game but uh bring us up to speed man what's <laughs> what's been going on in your world
1: uh well, i mean life has been crazy since a lot i'm trying to think back how long ago it was for the first podcast i mean back then i was in austin texas um you know for those who who, who don't know i've got a four-year-old son paxton one-year-old uh, daughter sawyer and we didn't really have any extended family around us and it really started weighing on us and things so we just decided to pick up and make the move uh to florida so now i live in naples florida um, i've got my brother here he's got three kids i've got my uh, mom here so uh we've never been happier man it finally feels good to be around family and uh it was an important move and it worked out great and we've you know we get to celebrate birthdays together now and spend weekends together so uh, i'm in a much better space i think i could say since the last time we talked so
0: that's good man because i think you know, i mean there's a possibility I mean, that you were in colorado when we had our first conversation which was a long time way back in the day
1: Oh, Maybe it it was. Damn, man. See, I'm done moving. So that's the good thing. Yeah, maybe it was in in Denver. Um, But either way, I mean, uh, I'm doing the best I can. Things are great. You know, obviously dealing with all the coronavirus lockdown stuff, we got ourselves through that. So um, things got a little bit crazy for me at home with the lockdowns. Carly was able to go back to work, but, you know, I found myself at home raising two kids by myself and shout out to any single moms out there or single parents at all. Uh, every parent, shout out, because it's a it's a full time job and it's absolutely crazy. So <clears throat> had to take a little bit of a leave uh, to take care of the kids and stuff. But they just went back to school, thank God. And I'm i I'm free. I'm like a lion in the wild now, bro.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to dive into that, man. So like, I feel like there's a lot of adversity going on in the world right now, especially with the virus. But like, if you were to single it even even yeah. further, go even ultra niche, and just talk about. You know, building an empire, building a brand, building a business online through, you know, c- content creation. It's been a weird time for content creators right now, especially mm-hmm. if you've got the kids like you do. You know, you're you're taking care of them mm-hmm. while trying to do YouTube videos. I mean, what's that been like?
1: Yeah, uh, it was tough, man. You know, you tell yourself, "Oh, this is an opportunity." Yeah, I always trying to turn shit into sugar, and I always try to think optimistically about stuff. Um, and so I was like, you know, this is great. I'll just do more family type content. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm with kids, you know, going to three parks a day, like playing Legos and all this stuff. I'm like, you know, I might as well try to make the most of it and just pull the camera out and shoot, but it just didn't feel natural. It didn't feel right. And you know, it was a distraction. And so I just took a break, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to be, as you know, like you and I both, like, I think we're both known for just being authentic and real, Mm -hmm. um, and when stressful, when stressful times come and you're in uncertain waters and things you're just trying to figure it out, it's hard to kind of put on a front and just turn on the camera and act like things are just hunky-dory and great and like, here's my awesome life. And, and I just couldn't do it. I was just battling with a lot of stuff, you know, and it was just best for me to stay away, therefore not risk being fake, um, not being truthful with people. So, and I just prayed that people would understand when I came back, but... I see that all across the board, you know, in the, in the past few months, um, you know, with, with content creators and things like that, just trying to figure it out. And, uh, so it's been a struggle, man, you know, I'm sure you understand.
0: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, kind of going back to what you said about turning shit into sugar, it's like having that opportunity. Cause this has been an interesting phenomenon in the fact that this pandemic has affected us all in some form or fashion. So people are I hope Mm -hmm. and feel much more understanding to the fact that this is not the norm so that when you are honest about Mm -hmm. the fact that, hey, look, it's been dark here. Things have been tough. You know, I've had a lot on my plates, haven't been able to do what I normally do. People are much more understanding of that because they they feel it themselves.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the one time in history where everybody's in the same boat. We're all facing the same battle and it's crazy and unfortunate. And, um, you know, victory belongs to those who persevere, as they say. And so, You know you just got to keep doing your best hope for good times ahead um but man just uh looking back on all of it just absolute madness but it was really i'll tell you the truth it was really like a great awakening is the way i really look at it you really start realizing at least i did what's really important in your life because i mean you had people taking away everything taking away your job can't go to church can't go to parks can't go i mean there was one point here in florida you couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. everything was stripped away from you. Everything was stripped away and you were, you know, and it made you kind of realize what you do have, you know, and you spent, I spent more time with my kids. Yeah. It was crazy and hectic, uh, but it was an opportunity that I wouldn't have taken back for anything. Uh, just kind of, you know, just made me realize and bad stuff. It kind of makes you, it kind of opens up like, you know, some of the things that, you know, you were hiding for a while that all of a sudden were uncovered. Um, so it was a, a big reflection period uh, for me, for sure.
0: What What do the kiddos think about it all? Like, are they totally ignorant it's, to what's totally what going obli- on? Totally Total oblivious.
1: Totally oblivious. Thank God. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 honestly, bro, like, you know, a four year old and one year old, they didn't have a clue what was going on, and my job was to make sure that they didn't know what was going on. Um, they hadn't started school yet when everything first started happening, so there was no real big disruption there. Um, my job was just to carry on the day as normal. Everything's positive. Everything's optimistic. We didn't talk about anything around them, and I'm just hoping that 20 years from now they won't even remember it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then I, but I just felt for so many other kids that I'm like, man, you know, you got eighth graders, seventh graders. I kept picturing myself in high school and junior high mm-hmm. and college. If this were to happen, how devastating it would be, and just kind of. You know, and they don't have to wear a mask, which is great. I, you know, all that stuff, man. I, I, I have a bad feeling it's going to mess a lot of people up, and so w- with the kids, they won't ever remember it, um, which is great. Yeah, to be honest.
0: What? A, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into y'all's personal life, but what? What's been the dynamic with regard to like you and Carly? Like, are y'all closer because of all this stuff? Like, you kind of have to bond, bind together and, and just <laughs> dig deep.
1: Yeah, we we definitely did in the beginning, but like everybody else, you know, it you know, it's like the honeymoon it was the honeymoon phase. We're locked down, let's just have some fun and make the most of it. And then like day 30 comes and you're like, <laughs> you know, when the hell are you going back to work? Um, you know, but but we definitely we made it through, which is the good part. Yeah. You know what I mean and and like yeah, I would say we're stronger at the end of it. We definitely faced some unusual circumstances. You know, when you start talking about, you have to start talking about finances when all that stuff happens. Carly, you know, had to, she's in a, she's a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. so salons were obviously closed and, you know, that hurt. Um, My business started struggling because I couldn't take as many online coaching clients because I got two kids with me. So, there was a lot of those tough conversations that you have to have regarding finances. That's nobody ever likes talking about. Right. And it always kind of creeps into other areas. You know what I mean? Um, but we made, it. and you know, that's, that's the good part. Um, we just, you know, just tried our best and, um, try to help each other out with the kids and things. There was a point though where she ended up being able to go back to work first. Mm-hmm. Um, which left me with the kids all by myself. And that's, that was, you know, that was tough. Um, It was really tough actually. I almost resented her for being able to just go back to work. And then here I am supposed to be YouTuber, coach, fitness guy, and I can't even work out. I'm cooking, I can't even cook my own meals. I'm making kids meals. And so I was just kind of like, ugh, you know, Yeah, glad you got to go back to work, but I'm stuck all of a sudden being a full-time dad and it's no joke.
0: What is it like? I mean, I feel super fortunate because I've got the, my own little home gym set up here at the compound, but I can't like, yeah. I go, I go to a dark place mentally. If I was to imagine myself for the last six months without a gym, like I do not even want to picture that, it, but you were living it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I even had like, I even tried to set up a makeshift thing in my own garage, um, but it just wasn't the same. I mean, I grew up in the gym, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. I've been in the gym my whole entire life. It's a spiritual, it's a connection that I have with it. It's, it's it's spiritual for me it's weird to describe and when you take it away um I thought I was going to be good I'm like yeah I'm just going to get creative and this will be cool I'll just add this this that and the other and, and I just couldn't do it just something about I, I think I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to accept that maybe this would be the new reality for God knows how long mm-hmm. so I didn't want to I did. I didn't even want to start it because I'm like this is all going to be over I'm not even going to worry about it and I gave myself all these excuses and I ended up not working out at all, which was devastating, obviously, but not that I even had much time to do it anyways. But yeah, um, and again, it makes you realize and appreciate, you know, just the opportunity to be able to go to a gym um, yeah. when it's... They, what do they say? Like, you don't realize what you have until it's taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... It's so perfect in that situation. It's like, you took, you know, the gym for granted, and then all of a sudden, it's not there anymore, and now what's up? Um, so... Um, luckily gyms are back open here I'm I'm getting myself back into the flow of things which is awesome um, so you
0: know very good man we'll, we're good on that now I'm glad yeah. that the thing's are looking up in that regard for sure it's, it's awesome too that you get you know your family around you to, to be there as a support system too I mean Austin's pretty damn cool as far as places to be but I totally like I, I, I don't know what it would be like to not have any yeah. family nearby
1: yeah it's it's not it's not cool it's just not um you know, because you think about all the times you grew up. You had cousins you hung out with. You got to see your grandma all the time. And, like, it was always a burden, too. It was always, like, you know, the parents, they would be like, okay, well, who's going to be the one to go visit Jason and Carl and the kids for Christmas or Thanksgiving? It was always, like, somebody had to come. You know, it was – now it's, uh you know, my, my son has his cousins and his grandma. And so um, family is everything, bro, as you know.
0: It is. It is. Well, I kind of wanna dive yeah. into like talking about perspective and you know all this stuff that's been changed with regard to the virus. you You bring an interesting perspective to the table when it comes to the the nutritional side of things, like the keto diet, carnivore diet, all that mm-hmm. that entails' because you were in the space, you know, early, early on, and you've seen it kind of evolve over the past several years. So like yeah. on the first podcast that we had, we, we kind of dove into your backstory and what what you've mm-hmm. been doing personally, but I'd kind of like to dive into what you see happening within the community and, and what are the what are the hypes what, what what's your take on just the the community as a whole right now
1: oh geez um when i you know just to circle back to the beginning i got lucky and found the ketogenic diet i was working with kids with mental illness um, I was training them, and then the medical staff put them on a diet. It turned out to be the ketogenic diet. I thought it was crazy as hell. At that point, there were no YouTube videos. There was nothing on the internet. Although the diet had been around for 50 years, there was nothing in, except medical literature. So I dug into all that stuff, found it. And I was like, holy cow, that's like the secret holy grail. I actually didn't want to share it with anybody because I, I thought it was like the best secret ever. And I was competing back then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I, I can get ripped and have energy like, holy cow, I'm not telling anybody about this. So um, then I started putting clients on it. And then all of a sudden it just, it took off. Um, mainstream got into it. And and it was amazing in the beginning because I was like, this is great. Like, this is the truth. I want Everybody should know about this. And And for the first year and a half, I'd say things were good. People were losing weight. People were trying it. You know, people had tried everything. They were just like, yeah, this sounds crazy, but I've tried everything in the world. Might as well just take the jump. All kinds of transformations. Then I think the keto, then I think big business got into it. Mm -hmm. with a lot of crazy products. And I think that muddied it because the way I understood it and the way it was being done in the medical and clean, single ingredient, whole foods, high fat, healthy foods, keep the carbs down, you know, moderate protein, but all real foods. It was not like, hey, here's a keto bar. Here's a keto shake. Here's a keto, you know, all this. Basically what happened was companies said, oh, I know you miss your carbs. So I'm just going to recreate them and call them keto, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that kind of, you know, was supposed to help people, but it ended up hurting them because it never let them cure their sugar addiction. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, it just got twisted all over the place. So that I saw as kind of an unfortunate misdirection in, in, in the diet. And then, of course, mainstream media started getting on as it became more popular. Then the haters came. In the beginning, I didn't have to worry about anybody, like in, my, in, in our industry, calling me out, saying I'm crazy and any of that stuff. Then the mainstream media picked it up. CNN starts talking about it. You know, you got all these big famous people who aren't even in the the, the diet space saying it's nuts. Um, you had a lot of trainers start to come out and say, "Oh, keto kills you." Like Athlean X is one example. I don't care. I call him out. Like he's got millions and millions and millions of YouTube followers. He comes out with one video that says keto's stupid and it kills you. Next thing you know, you know, everybody thinks, you know, you're going to die. And I think also what you had was big business, you know, like big carb manufacturers, you know, Frito-Lays of the world mm-hmm. started to really, they started, I feel like they started to really get threatened, right. By this low carb keto movement. And so I really feel like they pushed a lot against, um, the movement just to protect their profit margins on all their shitty cards. Um how they did it. I don't, I just kind of have a feeling that, that, that happened. Uh, so, um, now I, you know, keto is alive and well, obviously, and I, it's still the best diet on earth. I think it's, let me say this real quick. I also think that out of keto spawned a lot of other niche diets that worked for people. It really boosted intermittent fasting. It really boosted carnivore. So people were able to take keto and kind of branch off and find, what really works for them. But, um, I feel like people now, like if you, I feel like now you'd be much more hesitant to start keto because of what somebody on the internet or somebody on the news media said than when you, when three years ago, you know, um, which is kind of sad, but, uh, how's that take? Yeah, no,
0: (laughs) it's, it's interesting, man. Like I, I I look at it kind of through the lens of both a practitioner and also a businessman. And I think mm-hmm. back to like all the business classes that I had in college. And like, they've got this graph of, you know, you got your early adopters, you got your mainstream yeah. adopters, you got your late bloomers. and It's all graphed out. And I, I kind of see that happening now. And the hype that keto was, you know, I, I got into it, I think in 2014. So there wasn't really any content back then. Um, so I was kind of yep. shooting in the dark and, you know, I didn't, my, first contest prep with it, there was no, you know, person that I could follow and, and mimic what they had done. So I kind of blazed my own trail from a contest prep standpoint and saw a lot of success with it. And there's just a bunch of pure interest and it was like super good vibes all around. Like nobody was really being haters. There was definitely doubters, yeah. but anybody that was yeah. like doing it, like it was just nothing but pure support. And then yep. as soon as it started threatening people from a business standpoint, like you had all these if it fits your yeah. macros flexible dieting coaches you know they started seeing some of their clientele dip because they were trying keto then they started you know mm-hmm. either evolving and trying keto themselves or just hating on keto as a whole and then it just became this very you know very very this back and forth like debate and, but a not war. a healthy debate it was a yeah. war. it's unfortunate yeah, but and, that's and, definitely what's and, happened
1: yeah, 100%. And keep in mind, I was a personal trainer in the gym for a long time before I started keto, and I was preaching something completely different. And But I was always open-minded to where if something came I, – I look at diets like a weapon. If you know, I'm going to try as many weapons as I can, whichever one I can get, use the, the best I'm going to use. I'm very open-minded, and I wasn't married to one approach. But I think most personal trainers, I think they were very – hesitant when some client comes up and says hey what do you think about keto i think they were in a position where they couldn't say yes it makes sense and it works because it would go against everything that they had told the client before
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: do you know what i mean like they, they can't be like you know they've, they've got the client on 300 grams of carbs next thing you know a client comes up and says hey what about keto you know their ego will not allow them to and i think medical doctors the same way you know they can't go back on 10 years of their advice saying it's all about calories, just calorie restrict and whatever, whatever. Um, so I feel like that that's what threatened people. That's why you saw all these fitness guys like, oh, keto sucks and it's the worst and it's going to kill you is because that's not the advice they've been given. Where I'm, you and I both, like, I'm very open. I used to eat carbohydrates, recommend carbohydrates. Like, I, I, I you know, I had my enlightening. And mm-hmm. I was, I could check, I could check the ego and realize that maybe I was wrong. I mean, bro, I grew up my entire life as a wrestler. I thought calories in, calories out was the only way to lose weight. Right. I, I, that was, that was it. And when you were my personal training client back in the day, I whooped your ass in the gym and I starved you out just like I had to do for ten years. And that was it. And I didn't give a damn about any, anything else. And then all of a sudden, I worked with those kids, and I'm like, shit maybe this is all wrong. Like, maybe there's more to it. I'm going to try and do some more research. But I don't think most personal trainers can really admit that maybe what they thought was right was actually wrong or that there's another and better way to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally agree. It's good. I mean, it's good and healthy to have some some criticism and to have some doubts because that's how – you know, people are able to, to evolve in their thinking and test these things out. Not You don't want to be dogmatic in, in any t- particular approach, but I feel like mm-hmm. there's been so much negative energy intertwined with the positive yeah. energy that the, the purity of what it was has become tainted and that has led to hesitation. Yeah. With regard to people jumping yeah, it scares on scares people, yeah, and that—that's unfortunate scares, to see. It
1: scares people, raises raises a lot of questions. I can't tell how many times I get on the phone with somebody. They're like, "So and so said this in their video, and you're telling me something different." Most people now come to me with what I call keto confusion. You, back in the day, it was just tell me how to do keto, bro. Now it's like, yo, I'm so damn confused about what the hell to do, or if I'm doing this right. You know what? You know, so it's, it's a lot of untangling now. Um, you know, so uh, but, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth, man, like most of us aren't even following the ketogenic diet. If you look at how it was really designed, right? <laughs> like if, if you want to be real, you know, uh, most of us aren't. Um, but I think keto, if you have to just break it down, it's just the understanding that you were lied to your whole life about nutrition, that carbs Remember the food pyramid. I'm not preaching to you. I'm mostly talking to listeners because I know you know this. The food pyramid, carbs being on the bottom, they recommended 60 to 70% of your calories from grains and bread and cereal and pasta is actually the biggest lie ever put on, on humanity. And that's why we're in this huge epidemic of obesity and diabetes. And on the other side of it is fat, believe it or not, is not guilty. And it's not what's been killing you. And if you don't start eating more of it, you will die. So it's almost like, if should I do keto? It's like Yeah, just choose however the hell you want to do it. But there's two things you have to do you have to keep the carbs down and you have to start eating more healthy fats and and good proteins. Like, you know, it's like a conspiracy theory, you know. Like, you know, and so I think once you just accept that, you can make it whatever the hell you want to make it, call it whatever you want to call it. Just always know that the truth is carbs make you fat and make you sick, and you should not be eating a ton of them and fat is actually healthy for you. And if, you know, if you want to live long and, and be healthy, you know, start, start eating some more healthy fats, you know,
0: hundred percent, man, it, it's been interesting. And I feel like you could resonate with this really well because, you know, you and I both have come from the, the fitness industry and what all it preaches. But like when I was first, you know, in the, the fitness industry before keto, long before keto, it was all about, you know, very, very high protein, very, very low fat and then high yeah. carbs and then if you need to you can cut carbs to lean out. So by the end of a, a prep, the the typical bro diet I would be eating very little fat, very high protein, and very low carbs. And it's funny because you know that's what yeah. I felt terrible at. That's what I yeah. totally veered wow. off of to, to follow wow. this ketogenic approach and really optimize for that. But it, now, within the context and within the realms of the keto community, you see this message of very, very low fat and very, very high protein being preached. So it's it's kind of like people really? are doing <laughs> what with with the very thing that I that's try to get away from is
1: yeah see that's the thing i don't know the whole protein thing just goes but i just it's like i don't know that's yeah i I, people overcomplicate the shit man yeah it's it's like and i don't blame them because just look how much crazy information there is out there um you know going back to like how all these bodybuilders and trainers in our space are always like oh keto sucks and you can eat carbs if you want to lose weight then then tell me this and Tell me this. How come if carbs are okay and you don't have to cut them out to lose weight, right? Then how come every single professional bodybuilder cuts carbs before they go to a show? If you don't cut carbs before a bodybuilding show, you're coming in last place, period. It's the number one understood rule. As you get closer to a show, you start tapering the carbohydrates back. Have you ever met a bodybuilder that did not do that? No. Yeah, no. So how the hell are they gonna now say to everybody, oh, you don't have to cut carbs to lose weight? Like it doesn't make any bit of sense at all. Then why do you do it every time you want to get in the best shape in your life? The only difference between them is they they are too afraid to increase the healthy fat, mm-hmm. and they go high high protein, low fat. Fat kills you. All this other stuff. But for anybody out there in the fitness space to say you don't have to cut carbs to lose weight, it's 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 a fraud because. You do. <laughs> I don't care what else you do. You must cut the carbohydrates. Never met... And I'll tell you the other thing, just to be totally upfront and just brutally honest, a lot of these cats in, the, in our industry and in our game, and you know this better than anybody probably, a lot of these guys are out there talking shit about proper nutrition and diet. Meanwhile, they're taking steroids where it doesn't really matter what they put in their mouth. They're injecting all kinds of crazy stuff, and they're like, oh, look at me. I'm shredded. And I eat carbs and it's like, yeah, but you're pumping all kinds of steroids into your body. You know, like that stuff's what really bothers me.
0: Yeah, I made a I made a video about that a while back and I mean, like I don't like like I'll I'll just reiterate a little bit, but I don't care if people take steroids, like more power to me either. do what you gotta do. But I feel like mm-hmm. the moment you you present yourself as a an influencer and knowledgeable person in a nutritional health based yeah. space and then you're giving nutritional wisdom but then not disclosing the fact that you are also taking steroids, it's, yeah. it negates much of the stuff that you're talking about with regard to nutrition because yeah. what you're able to get away with is just so much more greatly amplified than what the natural individual is going to be able to get away with.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely it's mind-blowing, and I don't think people really understand unless you're actually in an industry like ourselves and you see how many guys and girls actually do it. And you're just doing a huge disservice to people. You know, people in our industry just want to take the shortcut route. They're like, oh, just under eat by 500 calories if it fits your macros, whatever, whatever, and you'll look like me. And, you know, they want to just oversimplify it for the client. Uh, whereas us, we're trying to really – it's the harder and longer approach, but we're trying to educate you on what you actually need to be doing, you know, to to, to get successful. Um, but, yeah, that's – you know, that's uh, something I don't think is ever going to go anytime soon, especially with the younger generation, these dumbasses that are, you know, they, they want to get they want to get Instagram famous. So they take a bunch of stupid SARMs and steroids and then act like they know what the hell they're talking about. Always. You can always tell because all they talk about is calories. That's it. It always is like, who cares what you eat? Just be in a caloric deficit and be a bro like me and you'll be you'll be good. You know, it's like, ah.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, man, man, because, you know, like everything that I do, I kind of bring back to to mindset and just the overall underlying motivation behind doing it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's business, whether it's bodybuilding, whatever it is, like having this long game approach and not ever having to sacrifice your integrity is absolutely, you know, top of mind with me. And I feel like I'm never going to be the biggest guy on the stage. I'm okay with that. I'm never going to be the most shredded influencer uh you know instagram famous bro guy that stays lean all year round because that's not the most healthy and sustainable way to go about it and mm-hmm. i feel like because of that because i don't have that exact wow factor for what mainstream society deems to be impressive i'm never going to have that crazy hype that a lot of people you know are associated with but that's okay because i'm trying to preach a message that i can totally get behind and if i can if i stay consistent with that message from now until the end of my life then that's a win in my book, and I feel like that carries amen. a hell of a lot more weight than than the than the former
1: amen, and a lot of these cats that are like twenty something years old doing all these things trust me when they're my age thirty thirty and almost thirty nine years old it's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole different battle they're not gonna it's gonna be you know it's a like you said it's a short term strategy that might work great, but long term it's it'll catch up to you um yeah, so you know uh, but all you have to do is change one person's life and it's all worth it Do you know what i mean yeah. like that's it and and i'll tell you the truth the whenever i you and i both coach whenever we have clients that are successful with the ketogenic diet the best part about it is that client chances are they've tried 30 other bullshit diets from these bros mm-hmm. you know they've tried they've tried everything and all of a sudden something works and that's like you're leading somebody the holy grail there's no better feeling it's like man that took that was hard to do but you know, you finally found success and right off into the sunset, you're good for life. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, so I agree with you. Long term long term is definitely the way to, to go. So it's always the harder way to go. But Yeah. And um, most generally <laughs> is for sure.
0: For yeah, for the sake so. of, uh, of offering some actionable, you know, steps for anybody listening, like what, what are some of the common, you know, keto confusion things that you're getting asked by your clients right now? Like what what's hot right now that people just are totally, you know, not wrapping their head around?
1: Um, so I don't know. a lot of people think that, like well, the protein thing is one of them. I stopped fighting that battle. you know, now I just you know, am I eating too much protein? Am I not eating you know, not eating enough protein and all that stuff. Now I just recommend just eat protein and find select the protein that has a higher fat content. Mm-hmm. So it's the type of it's the type of protein you should be focusing on not. Not how much protein like so eating chicken thighs instead of chicken breast, eating the whole egg instead of the egg whites, eating ground beef instead of ground turkey, regular bacon instead of turkey bacon. Those kind of choices are what I'm preaching now instead of you need this X amount of grams and blah, blah, blah. Um, That just seems to me to just straighten people out. Um, And then, you know, a lot of people, um, the whole net carb, total carb thing is just something I'm, I'm just, you know done fighting over to be honest with you i'm Mm -hmm. a big believer i don't know i don't know what your stance is on this so hopefully i'm not treading on you but i'm a big uh total carbohydrate person because i feel like it protects you against a lot of the companies that want to sell you these bs like quest bars that are like only four grams net carbs 20 grams total carbs but four grams net so you're like okay cool it's then a client's like oh i can eat like 10 of these a day and be good then yeah still be under my cards
0: i you know so (laughs) that that is a massive frustration on my part and I've got a food product I mean I've got a food product and I'll be yeah. the first to tell anybody to always focus and prioritize whole food sources but when I see yes. all these companies coming out with a bar that markets in big bold letters one gram net carbs but then you turn the label over and it's filled with crap ingredients and there's like 26, 27 yeah. grams total carbs I'm like how could you even live with yourself?
1: I know bro how, Like, I know and and they flooded the market All these bullshit. You know what pisses me off so much, and this is why I respect you and your product, which is amazing. Keto Brick is the shit, and I recommend it to any of my clients and any of my followers. But here's what I love about you and your product. You practice what you preach. You follow the ketogenic diet and created a keto-friendly product versus all these big companies who just got a bunch of money together, slapped some really nice, catchy branding on it, lied on the ingredient labels. Don't even do the ketogenic diet if you like. I, I can I can talk shit on EAS now because they're no longer in business, which mm-hmm. is great because I you know I could I could tell you so many stories. Now I used to not be able to say anything because legal reasons, but I don't have any moral obligation not to. So they came out with keto products and this whole keto line and and all this stuff. And me and Lopez were athletes and all this stuff living it right, living it and being behind. It. And then you go to their office of like thirty people and people have like potato chips. They don't even like they weren't nobody, not a single person was even following the ketogenic diet. They just got a bunch of money together and said, this trend is hot. Let's just create a product that's really, really sweet. We'll lie about the total carbohydrates, you know, and hopefully make a million dollars. Yeah. That bothers me. That bothers me. And so many companies are just flooding the market. And I guarantee you, none of them are actually following the ketogenic diet. Whereas you like I would buy your product and recommend it every day because you follow the ketogenic diet. <laughs> like you're not going to put out some misleading BS on people, right? Because you're taking it yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a capitalist. I'm a, I'm, I'll i say that proudly. Like I'm a capitalist at heart, I always will be. Yeah. I'm a businessman that yep. kind of comes to the territory. Yep. Like I want the markets to be able to, you know, free market is good. Like it allows companies to have competition. That competition leads to, you know, Innovation, success, growth, more people getting the things they need. However, that I mean, there's there's a, a negative, there's a there's a bad thing that comes with every good thing, and that growth in the markets play, place, like we've seen with the keto and all the the random ass products that have popped up, it can have a dilution effect on the quality of what's in the market, and it's yeah. sad to see these companies, you know, sell themselves to the devil, so to speak, in order to just make a buck, and and for that same reason, I'll never be the biggest, most profitable company. I mean, this is why this is a classic example as to, you know, why we've kept everything production wise in house. Like I could have made a lot more money by outsourcing the production and taking advantage of economies of scale that having a massive, you know, co packer would allow me. And not to say anything bad against the companies that do that, but for me it just never felt like the right decision because if I did that, I would sacrifice a hundred percent oversight there would be a decrease in quality and I just couldn't live with that. Like I'll I'll take all the burdens and the headaches that come with you know, having everything under my right own thing. roof. It's it's just it just makes sense to me and I feel like I can hang my hat at night on that simple fact.
1: Yeah, it's because you care about the customer. It's it all boils down to just that. You care about the person's life who is opening up that bar and eating it. Yeah. That's it's it that's it. Um, and that's why you can go to sleep at night because you know that the product you've delivered is actually going to help people in a meaningful way and versus just going to bed every night, looking at your profit and loss statement, like all these other companies do. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you the other truth is I really, uh, you know, I'm talking you up here big time. Um, <laughs>
0: did not pay you to say this, by the I, I think, way, I want to let everybody know I that. Think, <laughs>
1: yeah, this is not a paid endorsement. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I really, resp- I think. Companies like yours who have a product who spend a lot of time educating a person on the actual diet is huge. Like, you can learn everything you probably give out. You give out meal plans, advice. You and your wife are always coming out with nutrition, exercise tips. So, you're invested in their actual life and helping them with the actual diet. And then you're just giving them something to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you know, like it goes back again to you actually care about people. Um, and so I commend you for that as well. Cause I know it's not easy, you know? I appreciate
0: so. that, man. It means a lot coming from you for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're the real deal. What,
0: what about, uh, so what, what about these, I want to get your take on these other, you know, sub diets, which I would consider sure. a subset of keto. Like when I, when I hear carnivore, which has gained a lot of popularity in recent times, I feel like carnivore is keto. Like everybody that's carnivore is, probably you know fat adapted to some extent and falls in the realm of what would be considered keto but not necessarily everybody that's keto mm-hmm. is carnivore so like when it comes to all these different subsets do you think it's yielding a net positive a net negative like what's your overall take
1: on i that? think i think i think i'll tell you the honest truth i think the fact that you slap a brand name and a label on a diet is the biggest tragedy of them all yeah i feel like i you know what i'm saying like everything's got to have a name and it's like that's where everything falls apart I mean, carnivore works for a lot of people because a lot of people have to really drop the carbs as low as possible. You know, it all goes down to insulin resistance. How how insulin resistant are you? If you're super insulin resistant, you have to drop the carbs down as much as you possibly can. The, the, the extreme of that is carnivore. I don't have to drop the carbs. I can stay around 50 grams total carbs. Thanks to my mom for the genetics. That's all good. So that kind of approach might not necessarily be for me, but it's really... You know, so when it comes to carnivore, whatever you want to call it, taking the carbs down as low as possible, eating all all the animal products, I think it's great. Um, I think the more restrictive though you get, the harder it is to stick with long term, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, But I do. I'll tell you what I like about carnivore is I kind of look at the body. I've experimented with my body my whole life, dude. Like I've run so many experiments on myself. It's it's crazy, and. you always want to take things in the experiment down to as as least amount of variables as possible so that you can start troubleshooting carnivore does that for you it'll it it, yes it's restrictive but you have a subset amount of variables and then you can if you're getting results then you can slowly start adding a variable like maybe i'll have some green vegetables and then you wait and see if it happens and then you can identify trigger foods like oh you know the experiment started going really bad when i started adding cheese and then you take the cheese back out. So, in that regard, I think carnivore is great mm-hmm. um, just to be able to troubleshoot. It's always a matter of the best diet in the world is the one you can stick to the longest. Um, you know, I think carnivore, you can not stick to long if you have like an autoimmune disorder. I see a lot of these amazing stories out of the carnivore community, a lot of times sort of centered around, you know, just metabolic health and all these, you know, illnesses and ailments that people that, you know, the joint pain that's going away. That of course makes it easier to stick to it, um, but uh, you know that's my take on that intermittent fasting. If you want to just go through all the trending diets, we can do that real quick. Uh, <laughs> inter- <laughs> intermittent
0: <laughs> the long intermittent- podcast. Fa-
1: yeah, it's all good. They're listening still. Intermittent fasting, um, I feel like was great out of the gate, just like keto. But then it got taken to the extreme, and you started getting people doing three day fasts and all this other stuff. And I've gone days back in my wrestling career without eating, and I know how much mental agony and anguish. And you, you know, a lot of times you don't, you don't come back from that stuff, and you, you can actually lead yourself into some serious eating disorders. I saw it happen with grown ass men. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, like dudes are body slamming people. And and at the same time, they're developing a serious eating disorder that they're going to have to battle later in life. So that part worries me about intermittent fasting. Yes. Intermittent fasting works because it all comes down to keeping blood sugar and insulin levels low as long as possible. That's, that's the extreme way of doing it. Don't fucking eat. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, but you don't have to do it for days at a time. Okay. Like, you know, I I talked to a guy yesterday and he's like wanting to do coaching and stuff. And I'm talking with him and trying to feel him out and figure out what he's doing. And he's telling me he's doing a 20 hour fast. And I'm like, dude, like you don't have to, he's, he's clearly at a breaking point with it. That's why he's on the phone with me. Right? Like, it's like, bro, I mean, you work with me and I'm not putting you on a 20 hour fast. It's just it, your situation doesn't warrant it. I'm sorry. You saw some trending YouTube video. Some influencer did it as a, as a way to get views, but you know, you know, It's not sustainable, clearly. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on the phone with me right now. So that – but again, intermittent fasting is very powerful. Just don't take it to the extremes. Make sure that it's, like, sustainable and enjoyable and not disrupting too many of your body's natural impulses. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, I'm all for, you know, intermittent fasting, even extended fasting if used strategically. What I don't like seeing is all these people, you know, doing extended fasting – On a regular basis, and also being in a caloric deficit, so they're just not taking enough food overall, and they're doing this extended fasting every like week, and it's like they're just shutting things down. Dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's it's not healthy. Dangerous as hell. And I'll be completely honest. I've seen a few influencers. God, I hope you never did this before. If so, just delete this part of the podcast. I've seen people in our space make this silly ass like challenge all to really technically sell a product but most people don't realize that of like let's all do a fast for 3 days yay like you know some death march is the way i look at it and you know like who you, you could kill somebody doing that shit man like you know what i'm saying uh it's that's why when i did the 4000 calorie challenge on youtube years ago i was like don't fucking do this it's stupid yeah <laughs> It's stupid, and taking somebody on a three-day fast is also stupid. There could be some underlying medical metabolics you could trigger, and then it's lights out. And trust me, I've passed out so many times in my life from under eating that I know it's a real risk. Uh, so that's my take on intermittent fasting. Um, what other trendy diet should we uh, dissect?
0: <laughs> Man, there's all kinds of different diets. It's funny though because like, so it's. I think a lot of it is stemming from people in the business side of the keto community trying to differentiate their brand and kind of like prolong their their survival i guess i feel like so many people think keto is getting tarnished so they're trying to deviate from keto keep it keto but call it something else in order to kind of like still you know tread water and it's just a weird phenomenon
1: yeah you know i'll be honest um that's always as an influence to influencer, YouTuber to YouTuber, or whatever, you know, you do fall into that, like, hey, maybe I should just jump on the next little trend. Like, let me do a video like only doing OMAD. I'll be honest. I did a carnivore 10 day thing and I was like, you know, I didn't want to do it, but I just did it because I figured it would be good for YouTube views. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could have taken that. I wish I could have taken that back. But that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Um, but one, one, one quick thing for those of you who are still listening, I think the most important thing is to try things out with an open mind and be willing to adapt and change. And hopefully you have a coach like Robert or myself to kind of help you make these pivots. But you start somewhere, you move on to the next. I've done probably, you know, no shit, probably 40 different diets in my life. Nah, maybe not that many. 30, you know, a lot of diets that ultimately I learned something from and moved on to something different and forgot about what didn't work in the past. And and you just experiment until you start finding what works for you and you stick with it. But a, a key part of that is to be patient with something like you can't just try keto for a week and say, Nope, that didn't work for me. I'm going to try something different. Um, but there is no one right diet, you know? So whether totally. you dabble in keto, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a way of finding what ultimately works for you and you only with no name at all. <laughs> Call it the, your name diet, yeah. you know, the no name, the no, call it the no name diet. You the know no name saying? Diet. Like i saying? Like just, it. you, f- you found out what works for you. It took a lot of time and experimentation and, and mental fortitude, but that's, you know, that's, that's ultimately what leads people to uh, success. So
0: what, what happened to you with, cause I know for a while that you were exper- experimenting with adding carbs back in uh, yeah. and I feel like that's been a pretty, pretty hot topic here. Lately. I feel like that's gained a lot of momentum and popularity. What, yeah. what did you notice for you personally?
1: Uh, i i tell you i mean i don't know if it was the excitement in the beginning i like more of like a placebo effect so uh for the listeners a targeted ketogenic diet is taking in carbohydrates strategically before and sometimes after your workout the idea is you give your body carbs are like rocket fuel sugar especially um the problem is most people are taking rocket fuel all day long and not even working out so that rocket fuel just explodes everywhere and you get fat but for me, somebody like me and, and you, taking in carbohydrates strategically before you work out, your workout, your body is going to burn all that, that sugar for the workout. Um, it also can refill muscle glycogen. Um, so I experimented with it in the beginning, and I felt like it gave me a big boost. My lifts were going up, I felt like I had energy, but then it kind of, you know, it, it, the, the effect kind of wore off a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? um it's almost like when you first get into ketosis remember the day you first got into ketosis you're like oh my god this is crazy i have like laser focus and like you know everything is amazing but ultimately you start it kind of fades away a little bit and you're like why am i not feeling the same way Mm -hmm. same thing happened with um same thing happened with the targeted ketogenic diet i didn't have any negative effects from it i just didn't feel like it was going to dramatically you know help me build a lot more muscle um, it's something I'll maybe go back to, uh, certainly before I go back to a cyclical ketogenic diet, that's how I initially started keto. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was, I was carb cycling before I found keto. When I right. walked into the hospital, that's what I was doing It was carb cycling. And, um, and I actually came out with a program a long time ago called keto cycle. Cause I just took the carb cycling approach and made it ketogenic. So every single weekend, you know, you blow out on carbs and I figured it would work for everybody because you know, people were addicts. Right. I remember. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so it ended up backfiring on me, man. I was getting messages from people and myself too. I was going through the same thing. I would get messages from people like, yo, do I have to take this carb day, man? That fucking killed me. Like I woke up feeling like I went to the bar all night long, you know, like, do I have to do it? I'm like, man, no, you don't have to do it. And I don't feel like I want to do it either. Like it's not, it's a, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, so I feel like targeted is a better, uh, approach than cyclical for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not sure, you know, if it's gonna, you know, help that much.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like I don't know, me personally I I like to have a little stricter hold on what parameters I let myself operate within. And for me, like honing in and dialing in the ketogenic approach leaves me wanting nothing else, so there's no need to include anything else. Yep. But that's just me personally. Everybody's different, horse of a different color.
1: And that's exactly the point. Everybody's different. You try, you fail, you try again, and then you find out what works.
0: What did you just do to your audio, man? And it totally changed.
1: Yeah, I took my headphones out. Are we still good?
0: Yeah, yeah, it still sounds good. Um, I like it. I like it. So what-
1: We've been talking too long. My headphones died, bro. That, that's <laughs> how you know it's good.
0: Hey, it's good. Um, so I want to round that with this, man. What, what's in the pipeline for you? Like, you've, you've seen all the hypes come and go. You've seen all the trends come and go. You've done yeah. so much yourself within the space what's what's in the pipeline for you are you gonna dive into the space further or are you gonna just focus on family like what what's jason Whitrock's life got headed
1: yeah i'm always going to be you know uh preaching good you know healthy eating and stuff and i'm always going to continue to spread the truth you know whether i call it keto or not we'll see but i'm always going to try and continue educating people on how to lose weight the right way because i can't stand to see how many people try and lose weight you know my family members included i my cousin for example she battled weight loss her entire life she had terrible self-esteem growing up as a kid she was fat her whole life and it was sad to see i remember back in the day just being like oh man that sucks you know like i feel bad for her and she would try all these diets and starve herself to death over and over and over again and jenny craig then weight watchers and all this other stuff and then she completely gave up completely lost it i got into the fitness industry and she's like can you help me out and i told her about you know hey you don't have to starve yourself anymore like there's an actual answer for you. And so, and I didn't even, it wasn't, you know, it was, I didn't preach that it was all keto, keto, keto. And she took my advice and, and it's, she's, uh, looks amazing now. She lost like 60 pounds. And so I was able to do that for my cousin. It was the most impactful transformation I've been a part of. Cause I know if it works for her and I know so many other people were in her situation who have just completely given up because they thought they got fat because they ate too much food and didn't work out enough. Right. And so my mission is always just to wake people up to the fact that you can do it. Um, you know that you do have hope and and try and educate them on on how to do it Uh, so that part of me will never change whether I you know keep keto 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 who knows we'll see but I certainly would never abandon keto it's certainly by far the best diet on earth in my opinion Um, Mm -hmm. it it is the it is the truth 100% finding a way to make it work for you is the only difficult part Um, and, uh, you know, I'm focusing a lot now on, um, you know, uh, workout programs since I'm just now getting back into the gym, I've kind of got a new fire under my ass and I've taken people on some crazy ass workouts, which is always fun. Um, coaching and things like that. Um, you know, not really touching a lot of the product side of things, just kind of focusing on, you know, getting back to my, my roots really yeah so,
0: i like it i like it yeah well shoot man you said you're 39 right now about 10:39.
1: about next wednesday i'll be 39 years old man
0: well you look like freaking fountain of youth going on for you man I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> freaking treaded, it's bro. my
1: high fat low carb diet bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it i love it well yeah, real thanks, quick man, what, what are you doing with your training right now because i know like I, I've worked out with you before, you do a lot of like hit style. It's it's pretty yeah. Like, I'm uh, like a super I'm
1: a super set. I'm a super set triset monster. I like really just that's how I train. I also you know a lot of man we could do a whole another podcast just on training. Jeez, um, I, I've I've always learned early in my career that the number one thing that's going to help muscle grow is intensity of exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't so I don't spend a lot of time doing fancy ass exercises. And like, I I learned a long time ago that look at prisoners. They're the most jacked people on earth and they have no, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not doing crazy stuff. So it's intensity of exercise. So a lot of my workouts are like war where, you you know, you're trying to absolutely destroy the muscle. So, um, I do a lot of drop sets, a lot of supersets the, the idea, as you know, um, go to failure and then push past failure on pretty much every single exercise. So, that's the way I train, um, you know, a warm up set, working set, and then, you know, a finisher set where I'm going heavy and doing either drop sets, forced reps, negative reps, and just really just destroying the muscle. Um, and so that's how I push people. And you know, that's how you, you get people to realize like, Holy shit, I have not been working hard. Cause that was brutal.
0: Yeah, um,
1: you know, like, and that's what actually gets the results. So yeah, it's intense. It's, it's definitely war. Um, but it gets results from people, and so um,
0: I feel like training yeah. is is weird in the sense that it's, you know similar to the diet. Like if you give people the basic underlying foundation of hey, look, eat high fat, adequate protein, very low carb from quality sources, you're good. And the training aspect is yeah. pretty similar in its simplicity. Like in, in incorporate progressive overload, train hard, train intense, and get yeah. better each time. And it's like not something that you really need to overthink. Yet so many people put such <laughs> yeah. an emphasis on training.
1: Yeah hundred percent. And like, you know, just as well as I do, you can send somebody a workout program with everything they need. This is many, this is what exercise, how many sets, how many reps do this. And you know, you look at what they did, their weights and their reps and stuff. And you just say to yourself, man, I know for a fact, if I was in the gym spotting this person, that weight would have gone up. They would have cr- pushed out more reps. That's one downside of just sending people workout programs, you know, as a trainer who used to bust people down in the gym, um, you know you can always do more, you can always do better and having somebody there to push you to to really you don't even know what muscle failure is, basically mm-hmm. unless I'm spotting unless I'm spotting you um, are you, you doing know, a lot of in
0: person so, training right now or mostly online?
1: No no, those days are over for me that was um I wish sometimes I could go back to that because you know that f- real face to face interaction being able to push somebody through more reps, screaming no mercy at people, one more rep like let's do this that I miss those days yeah um you know uh but it's a brute that's that's a tough you know only so many hours that that really beat my body down bad you know training eight people a day and you know you have to pull weights out for people you have to like you know it's like an eight-hour workout on top of your own workout to get ready for a competition so part of me misses those days but part of me is like glad those days are over but the point is like you know Pushing harder and 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 really not being afraid of failure. It's amazing how many people are just afraid to fail in the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about it, they're like, I don't want to look like a bitch. I don't want to fail. Like, I don't want somebody to see me struggle with this weight, so they don't and they check back because of what they what somebody else might think. That's why they don't get ahead. But if I'm there, you're doing it no matter what. I'm pushing you until you know you break.
0: Yeah, Um, it's it's funny, man. Because like since I've been training in my own compound here with no audience for the past two years now. It, it's weird because I used to love going to a, a public gym because I was motivated by the energy that everybody else brought to the table, but now yeah. it's like, since there's no audience, there's zero ego, and I train mm-hmm. very intensely, but it's like I do so for the right reasons, and exactly. that to me is just has been very enlightening.
1: Yeah, I can 100 percent, and yeah, but you, you know, and you're a, you're you've logged 10,000 hours, you're a professional, you know, like you don't need that kind of superficial any of that stuff anymore. It's it's a quiet war that you've just waged with yourself and you're happy to fight alone. You know, like
0: but I do love training with people and pushing them. Like whenever anybody comes here to the compound and work out with them, like I yeah. love making them scream mercy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great cuz you just really show people what they're what they're capable of and what their potential really is, mm-hmm. you know? There's no better feeling. When um, are we going to get another workout like, in together, man? I know, bro. It's going to happen. I'm going to visit the compound one day. Do um it. for sure. Yeah. It, and so, it. yeah, we'll get a workout. And our last workout was great together, man. Yeah. I, I love training that. with guys that know what's up. And like, you know, w- the cool thing about that workout was a true professional is always trying to learn. They never feel like they know it all. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I just remember working out with you and just observing and just, you know, studying you without you even knowing like, what's he doing? How's he doing it? Maybe I can pick, you know, like exercises or like weapons. I'm like, maybe I can start adding that weapon in like, that's good. You know? Um, so, you know, I don't like training with a lot of people, believe it or not, but uh, people like I can learn something from, I'm all about it. So let's do it again.
0: 100%, brother. 100%. Well, shoot, man, right, man, where can people go to find out more about you, follow along on the journey, and just see what you're up to?
1: Uh, just hit me up, Jason Whitrock, W-I-T-T-R-O-C-K, on Google, YouTube, Instagram, all that other stuff. Um, so, But listen, I really appreciate this, man. It's always good to, you know, real recognizes real, man. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thanks for everything you've done. You've done so many podcasts, bro, and imagine how many people you've helped out, so many YouTube videos. Um, and I've told you this privately, and I'll say it, you know, publicly, you are the real deal. And I've seen a lot of people in this fit in this industry. And and it's unfortunate that not many people turn out to be who you think they are. You've been who you are from day one. And uh, that's why you're so successful. Um, God bless you and your wife. You guys are both amazing people who care a lot about other people. And that is the secret, bro. So just keep whooping ass, man.
0: Hey, man, like I said earlier, I really appreciate that. It means the world coming from you. And Words won't do it justice, man. So I want to end the podcast on that positive note. Keep killing it, brother.
1: All right. God bless you guys. Much love.